Hi friend, my name is Danielle Holleran and I'm the host of the Detail Diary podcast. I'm a self-made online business owner who loves sharing the behind the scenes of my business and inspiring others to follow their dreams. You can find me most days chasing my dog around, relaxing with my husband, and wearing basically anything Dusty Rose and Pearls. Think of this as your space to come to feel motivated and inspired to take on your biggest dreams while also just chatting with your best friend. Cozy up for some girl time and get ready to feel uplifted and inspired. Hello and welcome to the Detail Diary Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Holleran, and today is another podcast episode in our voice memo series we've got going on over here. So I am sitting down in my basement, finishing up my last round of orders to go out for Christmas. By the time that you guys are listening to this episode, I will be completely done with Christmas orders and I'll actually be in Vermont if you're listening to this episode on Monday when it releases, which brings me to our new release date starting this past week. This is actually our second week that we are now releasing episodes on Mondays, which I am so excited about. A nice new change heading into the new year. But I'm so excited to be almost done with orders and I am headed to Vermont this weekend for my best friend's 30th birthday, which I am so excited about. I've obviously just been working away on getting all of my orders out and I knew that this trip was going to align perfectly with when I needed to get all of my remaining orders out. So I'm finishing up my last round and we are getting them all packaged and shipped out in the next two days. And I'm so excited to just take a little bit of a break and some time off, spend some time with my family and my friends. I feel like I've just been living under a rock the past month, especially just with my head down in this busy season getting through orders. So in terms of housekeeping news, this episode is actually going to be the last episode of the year. One week from today is Christmas, which, oh my gosh, I cannot even believe that. Just absolutely crazy. But there will be no episode next Monday, and I will resume episodes the following Monday on New Year's Day, which is so exciting to kick off the new year with a brand new episode. I've got a ton of content prepped and ready to go for the new year. Guest interviews lined up and I'm very excited for the new year of the podcast. So that is what is going on with Christmas break. And then on Swirl Squad this past Friday, I released my hand-painted floral video lesson and tutorial for this past week's Friday Swirl Squad video. I know that this has been such a highly requested video for Swirl Squad, so I went in-depth on one of my styles of painted florals to show you guys exactly how I do that step-by-step. So that is up on Swirl Squad if you are subscribed, and if you're not subscribed, as always, whenever you do subscribe, you gain access to all previously uploaded Swirl Squad content. I will be releasing Swirl Squad videos throughout the holidays as well, every single Friday. So be on the lookout for those if you are subscribed. Now, today's episode I am so excited about. I'm going to be chatting through the five things that I've learned five years into running a small business, which is wild. My five-year anniversary of Details and Swirls is December 28th. So in a little over a week, I will be celebrating five years of my business which again, I feel like is just crazy. I feel like it was just yesterday that I started. I literally remember 
exactly where I was when I published the post on my personal Instagram, like linking to my details and swirls page and announcing to everyone that I was starting a business. Joey and I were living in our apartment that we lived in right after we got married. And I remember we were at the little gym at our apartment complex and I published that post and I was so nervous. Only a handful of people in my life knew that I was starting a business and just didn't know what to expect. And five years later, here we are. I have my business a full time. I took my business full time about a year and a half after starting my business. And it has just been a wild ride ever since. So I'm so proud of myself for coming up on my five year anniversary. I feel like that is just such a huge milestone in the world of small business and especially, you know, when you get started, you just never know how things are going to go, what direction they're going to go in, if they're going to be successful. And looking back at everything that I've accomplished and done over the past five years, not only in my business, but also just in the passions of my business and different areas that I've been able to strive towards and work on and just the different projects I've been able to work on and just the different areas of creativity I've been able to tap into within my business. It just makes me so happy and I'm so proud. So I'm super excited to be celebrating five years. I wish I had something like extravagant planned, but honestly, I don't (laughs) at all, as you can imagine. I haven't been able to think of much else other than getting my orders out. So Hopefully, I will be able to just relax and enjoy that day when it does come around next week. But in any case, I thought it would be really fun to sit down and kind of go over the five areas that I think I've learned the most in these past five years of running a small business, especially for those of you who are just getting started. Another common question I get asked, I know I touched on this last week, with the topic of copying versus inspiration, that being such a huge commonly asked question, another huge commonly asked question is, what do you wish you knew before you started your business? And those are kind of going to be the areas that I am diving into today. So let's go ahead and dive right in. The first thing I wish I knew before getting started with my business or something that I've learned is so important when running a business is being adaptable and just adaptability as a whole. You know, I think you hear so often when you're getting started in small business and just any business advice in general is to, you know, really define your target market and niche down and be very clear about what you offer and the product that you offer and who it serves and what your business represents. And kind of the whole nine yards of that. And while I do believe it is so important to have a strong brand identity and be very clear about, you know, your target audience and all of these things are important. It is equally as important to be able to be flexible and adapt within this industry. I think that us as small business owners are kind of in a very unique field when it comes to business and business strategy. And while it's super important for, you know, large corporations and larger businesses who may only offer one type of product or one style of product, one product line, you know, that bases their entire business on that, these traits of, you know, niching down and really honing in on your target audience and 
really getting a very, very clear idea of the exact product that you offer and all of that is extremely important for those businesses who, like I mentioned, are corporate, big businesses, really interested in growing in one particular area of business and scaling. But for small business owners, a lot of us don't really have the means and resources to grow and scale this one product to the level of our potential. Sometimes we do and sometimes it works out. But I find that the greatest success of small business owners occurs when they are continually changing, adapting, and improving their business. And now this doesn't mean switching what they're selling every other day and jumping from industry to industry and not having a clear vision of their audience or products or anything like that. But it does mean to have an open mind and be flexible about the opportunities that are presented to you. With the world that we live in, with social media, of course, especially, but also with how quickly trends change and just lives evolve, it can be very difficult to pigeonhole yourself into one certain area and not be able to work yourself out of that area if that area ends up not performing well or not having sales like you're used to. And this is something that I've had to continually learn over the course of the past five years, but especially in this past year. I've talked about this in a couple of different episodes. I talked about it a lot in my one year of being a working mom recap, but this year was very challenging for me in the way that my business changed in a lot of ways and I really had to adapt and make a lot of changes within my business and the types of products that I offer to continue to roll with the punches and continue to adapt and grow my business. It can be really comfortable a lot of times to finally feel like we have it all together. You know, we're set with the types of products that we offer. Everything's going well. We're really happy. And then all of a sudden, you know, The demand for those products may change. Your customer base that you were once targeting maybe is getting a little bit older now and they may be interested in some different things. You know, there are a lot of variables in the world of small business. So what I have found and what I've seen done so well across so many other small business owners the past five years that I've been friends with and following along with is having an open mind to being adaptable to the new changes that come your way in your business and not being tied down to one specific product that you offer or one specific service and not being afraid to try new things, continually try new things. I don't think that you will ever reach a point in your business where you don't need to continue to test out different areas or try out new endeavors because it's always going to be beneficial. And again, especially in the world of social media, things are very unpredictable. So having that mindset of adaptability and truly being able to roll with the punches, take advantage of what is thrown your way while applying it back to your business, your brand identity, your core values and everything like that. So you are aligned. I think it is one of the most beneficial qualities that you can have as a small business owner. Now, next up on the list, kind of piggybacking off of adaptability, 
is having a lot of diversity in your business within the different products and services that you offer. Now, this is something that I have been striving to do basically ever since starting my business. If you guys have been following along with me since the very beginning, you'll know that I mostly started off my business in the world of local wedding sign rentals. And I still do wedding sign rentals today. It's definitely not nearly as big of a part of my business as it once was when I first started. But when I first started, I knew that I really wanted to build and grow the online side of my business, the mentorship side of my business as my, you know, business continued to grow. And the area of diversification has always been an area that I've been very cognizant of growing and very mindful of keeping a very diversified business just as I'm introducing new products, taking away old product lines, and so on. Again, I'll reiterate, but being a small business owner, you know, it is just very unpredictable. And there's high seasons, there's low seasons, there's trends, there's changes in your target audience. Like it is just constantly changing, hence why we need to be adaptable. But I have found that for me, diversifying the areas that I am serving really allows me to expand and grow my business basically at all times. Because if I'm going through a season where one area of my business is really slow, or I find that one area of my business is starting not to perform the best, I can very easily pivot and say, all right, well, I have some extra time now that this XYZ area isn't taking up as much time. Let me pour some more focus and attention into this area and try to grow this area and vice versa. And kind of always having my hands in a few different areas of business has been very helpful just overall when it's come to growing my business. I mean, right now I have so many different products that I offer on my website. I probably have over a hundred listings, so many of which I don't even post about and share about because there's just not enough time and content to share. But that in and of itself is a wonderful opportunity. Just the e-commerce and online business alone, having a lot of different product listings to be able to bounce around to and share to my audience. Now, on top of the different products that I have, I also have my entire range of wedding signs, both wedding rentals, but also wedding signs on my website. In addition to that, I also have all of my small business resources. I also do a lot of in-person events too. So even just mentioning a couple different areas, you can already see that there's a lot of different avenues that I can go down. And that has been something that's been very intentional when establishing just the different pillars of my business and what I want my business to stand for. I really wanted to ensure that I have a lot of opportunity and areas to pursue when slow times arise or when there are changes in the market and changes in the economy, changes in just customer behavior and how people are shopping like there have been this year for sure that I'm still able to pursue. So especially if you're first getting started, of course, this isn't something that's going to happen overnight, but definitely strive to include some different areas into your business. You know, if you're a fully product-facing business, 
See if there's any services you can offer. You know, can you offer your services in person anywhere? Can you do anything with your skills and talent and creativity that's client-based? And vice versa, if you're running a fully client-based service, are there any areas that you can incorporate products or e-commerce? And trying to think outside of the box of different ways that you can diversify. The next area that has been the biggest lesson in the past five years, and I can say confidently that almost every other small business owner I talk to on the podcast and all of my small business friends feel the same way, is to ride the wave that comes with small business. And this can be so incredibly hard, especially in those low times when you feel like, all right, this is it. You know, the gig is up. I've had my moment and I got to start looking for a new job now. (laughs) Every single one of us rides this wave. You know, there are no businesses that are always on the top doing well 100% of the time. It's just not sustainable and it usually just doesn't happen especially with even the seasons of busy times in retail, wedding season, these types of things. There are going to be busy seasons and there are going to be slow seasons. And I've had to really work on and teach myself that in those slow seasons, it's okay to rest. It's okay to take it in and just take a deep breath and not think, oh my goodness, I need to be super, super busy again because I'm slow. So that must mean, you know, things are slowing down. What if things don't pick back up? You know, and the list can kind of go on and on. Some slow seasons are longer than others and some busy seasons are longer than others too. This is something I also have to remind myself in those very busy times that it's not always going to be like this. And while, of course, we need to protect our mental health and take care of ourselves as a priority, we also do sometimes need to just ride the wave and know that in a short period of time, things are going to slow down and get back to a normal pace. So it definitely goes both ways. And I can tell you with confidence, I have been on both ends of the wave multiple times a year. It's just a constant up and down. And it's just something that I've come to accept and expect. I don't think that we can expect running a small business to be smooth sailing and super consistent. Like that is just not the area of business that we are in. (laughs) And as much as we can plan for consistency and plan for consistent launches and project numbers based on last year and this, that, and the other thing, it is just a very unpredictable field. So again, going back to point one, just really being adaptable. And leaning into riding that wave and letting go of the control is really going to help you both mentally and with the growth of your business. It's funny because since becoming a mom, I find that there are so many similarities between running a business and being a mom, like with being adaptable and releasing control and riding the wave. Like there's just so many areas that the mindset is very similar when it comes to running a small business and being a mom. And they're both extremely challenging jobs, (laughs) but there have been so many similarities that I've noticed from one to the other that are sometimes so hard to put into action like in your mentality, but they really, really do help. And riding the wave is certainly one of them. 
The fourth thing I've learned five years into business, and this would definitely be something I would tell myself before I got started, is stop worrying about anyone else but yourself. And this goes for other businesses. This goes for your community, people following along with you. Just worry about yourself and your business. And this is something that I've definitely started doing more over the course of the past couple of years and especially since having Carter as well because there's just no time or mental energy left in me to worry about anyone else but myself, my business, and my baby. And I truly think that my business has benefited so much from this mindset. 99.9% of the time, there really is nothing good that's going to come out of worrying about what everyone else is doing around you, especially in the world of small business. And I know it's so hard when it comes to social media. You know, you're seeing other businesses thrown in your face all the time and you can't help but compare, you know, what are they doing? How are they doing? What are they doing with this? They're posting so much. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. Like, It just adds on so much unneeded pressure that we seriously just don't need. And I find that a lot of this like pressure in comparison is really just made up in our head. Like I've talked about this before in an episode. Gosh, I want to say it's like over a year ago now that I published. And it's all about filling your cup and how every single person's cup is a different shape. It's a different size. It's completely different. and. Just because someone is doing XYZ for their business, it has literally no effect on the benchmarks within your business and the things that you should be doing because you run a completely separate business that you may be doing absolutely everything and more that you need for your business in the parameters that you're doing it in. Like the game of comparison just isn't even helpful because no comparison that you're drawing is an equal comparison ever. And it really is only going to affect you negatively and affect your mental health negatively. And it's truly just something that once you do away with comparing yourself to other businesses and worrying about what other businesses are doing, you will watch your business just grow and thrive. And I mean that wholeheartedly. Like the past few years, I feel like I have just really fallen into my own and succeeded in the areas that I love so much and been so happy for, of course, other businesses that I see too, both in the industry and out of the industry. But once you remove that worry of like, oh my gosh, what is everyone else doing? And just do what you set out to do for yourself and what you know benefits yourself and your business, it becomes so much more of a relaxing place. You know, social media becomes so much more of a relaxing place. And you can let go of a lot of stress and pressure and anxiety that just simply doesn't need to be there. And kind of the other area of this notion is stop worrying about what other people are doing and thinking in terms of people who follow along with you. Stop thinking, oh, I don't want to be annoying and post again. Like just post whatever you want to post, share whatever you want to share. It's your business. And I promise you, No one is caring as much as you are to what you're sharing or what you're not sharing. You know, sometimes I would go a few days without posting anything and think, oh my gosh, you know, I have to post something because people are going to forget about my business or I need to stay top of mind. 
no one is paying that much attention. You know, sometimes I'll notice a business post and then think to myself, oh, wow, I haven't seen their stuff in a while, but like happy to have them back. You know, we think so paranoid about what everyone else is doing and thinking when in reality, I've said this before, I don't mean it in a mean way. No one cares that much, not in a bad way at all. But I think that especially with the heightened area of social media, we just think that everyone cares so much and every post is like so calculated and so important. And again, especially over the past couple of years, I've really just taken the notion of like, you know, I'm going to post what makes me happy. I'm going to post whenever I want to post. And the people following along with me like it. Great. If friends and family like it, great. You know, the only thing that that mindset is doing is just holding you back and making you more cautious and preventing, you know, your true self from coming through. So quit worrying about what other people are doing, both other businesses and other people who may be following along with you. Just do you, keep your head down, do what makes you happy. And I promise you, it's going to bring you so much more joy and happiness. And I bet you that it's probably going to allow your business to grow and thrive so much better too. Now, the last thing I have taken away from running my business for five years is to be delusional. And I love that this is like a hot topic right now. I feel like I see this all over TikTok and like different podcast episodes I listen to. I actually wanted to record a podcast episode of how to be delusional when running your small business. Maybe I'll do that in the new year. But really and truly, you guys, like I think every single small business owner has a little bit of delusion in them when it comes to different ideas that they have in their business, different ideas that they have for launches. Everything that I've thought of in my business has more than likely come out of a little bit of delusion. And sometimes this delusion is actually very delusional. (laughs) And I think the next day or the next week, like, oh my gosh, how was I even thinking that that was a possibility? Like that is just absolutely ridiculous. That could never happen. But then other times the delusion can turn into opportunities and different initiatives in your business that actually do happen. Like we have to be our own biggest cheerleaders in our small business and push ourselves to goals that we think may be impossible to achieve. But how else are we going to achieve those impossible goals if we don't even at least try? Like I have so many crazy goals in my business that I would love to achieve. And some of them have happened with a little bit of delusional thinking and others, of course, are still yet to happen. But especially if you run a small creative business, if you are always thinking logically and realistically, it's not going to get you very far. I love to dream up different ideas in my head and different scenarios and different what ifs and one day, you know, maybe this could happen or that could happen. And it just keeps the creativity alive and keeps us imaginative and dreaming and driven towards our goals. I think thinking very black and white and realistically holds us back a lot of times to our full potential and what we could actually reach, even if it does seem a little bit delusional. (laughs) But you know what? We have to dream and we have to have fun with it. And if we don't reach our goals, then what was the harm in trying? You know, I'm sure it pushed you in another direction that maybe you didn't think of initially. So If you're just getting started or if you're on your business journey going on 5, 10, 15, however many years, 
just still have a little bit of delusion, delusional thinking. There's nothing wrong with dreaming a little too far. So those are my top five lessons I've learned, pieces of advice I would give you if you're just getting started in this crazy world of small business. I appreciate each and every one of you who are here listening. Thank you so much for being here just this whole entire year with the podcast. I seriously appreciate you all so much. I know I say it time and time and time again, but just being here listening, it means the absolute world to me. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much. So thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode of the Detail Diary podcast. And I will catch you on January 1st in the new year. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Detail Diary podcast. Make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Be sure to join our community over on Instagram at Detail Diary Podcast and introduce yourself. I'm looking forward to meeting you over there and I will see you next Wednesday for a brand new episode. Until then, have an amazing week.